Hey guys, Kale here. So, Magyar Alan Polgar vagyok. Which means I am a Hungarian citizen. So today, well, meaning yesterday on March 7th, because I record these on Tuesdays and they go up on Wednesdays. But today, past Kale, March 7th, uh, just a couple hours ago, I was sworn in and I took the Hungarian citizenship oath uh, for me and for my son Judah, so that we could officially become Hungarian citizens. Um, now, officially, we're we're dual citizens. You know, we didn't renounce any citizenship. We're we're both American and Hungarian citizens. Um, and I did a video um, a couple months ago about uh, why I was trying to become a citizen. And back then, I didn't realize that it wouldn't be very much longer before I actually would be able to become a citizen, um, which is really cool. So if you're interested, you can go back and check out that video. I'll, I'll put it up here somewhere. Um, but today I wanted to just briefly talk about what I was able to do today and uh, what the process was in a nutshell for becoming a Hungarian citizen. And uh, let me just start off by saying the entire point of becoming a citizen, which I kind of covered in the last video, wasn't just a, um, a, a project or a, you know, a, a part-time hobby for me to try and become a citizen um, because my uh, Hungarian ancestry allows me to be. Um, it wasn't anything like that. It truly was so that we could do the ministry. God opened a door here years ago for us to be able to visit in missions, and then he continued to confirm and to call us to do ministry here in Hungary. And even in 2020, when the entire world stopped um, because of COVID and with the pandemic, God still continued to confirm and to call us as he helped us uh, fundraise. We started our fundraising, our missionary deputation in 20, at the end of 2019, as well, summer, fall of 2019. And so it was March of 2020 when everything shut down. And we still managed to finish raising our money and get to the field before the end of 2020. And so that's that's a God thing. He's been with us the whole way. And um, and we knew that it, it's hard to get into any country, not just as missionaries, but just to live abroad. It's difficult. And there's lots of immigration work and, and government paperwork and applications and, and such. Um, and so when I found out years ago that this was a potential opportunity for me to become a citizen. We just knew, man, it would be so much easier to stay here long-term and permanently if that's something I, that we could accomplish. Um, and so truly that's the answer. We're, we're living in the last days and we saw a couple years ago that world travel, global travel could shut down instant. And I'm not naive enough to realize that the enemy can use that to stop global evangelism. And so, um, and so that was the point of all this, to be able to stay here permanently without worry of getting kicked out or worry of not being able to travel or anything like that. Now we're citizens, we're dual citizens. We have all the rights of Hungarian citizens because we're Hungarian citizens, which is really cool. So uh, let me back up a little bit. And uh, if you don't know my story, um, my family, I'm actually half Hungarian. My dad is full Hungarian. Um, now he was the, I believe it's been a minute since I did all this research. He is the third generation of his family born in the United States, but he's fully Hungarian, which means that even though it was his great grandparents, my great, great grandparents who came from Hungary to America, um, they continued 
to marry other Hungarians, ethnic Hungarians, while in uh, the States and particularly Northeast Ohio. And so my dad's parents were both ethnic Hungarians that weren't born in Hungary. And their parents were both ethnic Hungarians who weren't born in Hungary. And their parents, my great-great-grandparents, were the ones who originally came over. So it's just kind of a neat thing. And growing up, um, we didn't know much about Hungary. I, growing up, I was always told you couldn't go to Hungary. Um, but that was before Google and stuff. And and all that my dad knew was that um, Hungary was, uh, you know, a part of the Soviet bloc and was a communist country that was, you know, not really easy to travel to. Until 89, 90, 91, right in there when the, when the you know, Eastern Bloc started to fall and uh, communism was falling in Europe. And um, so really it was around – I was born in 91, so it was right around then that Hungary was opening back up, which is really neat. And uh, But I had no idea about any of this stuff. The only thing that we knew – um, really, as our family, my grandma knew a few things. They just they just knew that we were Hungarian, where we were from, um, names of relatives. We had some different Hungarian foods like paprikash and nolkidli um, at like Thanksgiving and stuff. But but other than a few like little trivia facts, we didn't um, know that much about our family. And so this uh, whole thing about becoming Hungarian citizens wasn't a thing until a few years ago. Fast forward, um, in 2014, we had the opportunity to go with Wildwood Baptist church to minister, uh, to orphans and give the gospel to evangelistic church camps in Hungary. And the reason that we got to do that trip was because, um, the pastor of, of the church just, he met me the year prior, um, Jeff and pastor Jeff Bartell introduced me to him, found out that, you know, my family history and stuff, and just invited us to go to this church on his trip, which was, was super kind super gracious of them. And uh, long story short, we fell in love with it, kept going back just about every year, sometimes twice a year. And then as I, I was a pastor on staff at our church from 2015 on, um, just really start to feel God slowly call us to move to Hungary full-time as missionaries to plant a church. Um, and church is uh, in the long term. And so um, the Hungarian... Uh, lineage ancestry is really what um opened the door in the first place but then once we found out i don't even remember when i found out that this was a thing um but it, the hungarian government um in 2011 passed this law that basically allowed what they call simplified naturalization if you have hungarian ancestry because of if you if you're interested in uh, like european history um because after world war 1 hungary uh was 66% larger than it is right now on the map. And so after World War One, there was this treaty called Trianon and, and they cut Hungary up and gave a bunch of pieces to the uh, countries that border Hungary. And so you, you'll find Hungarian ethnic minorities in all of the small countries um, around Hungary. And so I believe that this law was put in place so that uh, ethnic Hungarians could become Hungarian citizens, although they were born outside of the country. All you have to do is prove your lineage using uh, – basically, you have to prove your lineage uh, with birth certificates and marriage certificates. And if you were somebody who you know you lived in Romania or something like that and your parents or grandparents were born in Hungary, that wouldn't be very difficult to, to find the documents and prove. And then you have to speak Hungarian at least at an intermediate level. And so for someone who already speaks Hungarian, um, not not me, but for someone like that living in a small country uh, bordering Hungary, that would be very easy to do. Now for like an American 
um, such as myself, you, it, it's a lot harder because I have to go back three, four generations. I have to find all those documents. I have to have them translated into Hungarian. It took a lot of work. I, uh, Hungarian, uh, immigration lawyer, uh, office helped me. Um, but then I also had to learn the language. And so I, I, I don't speak fluently yet by any means I'm working on it. Um, but it took me about a year and a half to two years to get to an intermediate level to where I could do this interview and submit the application, uh, sufficiently in the language. Um, and it's a difficult language. I, I, I say this not, um, you know, to boast, but it, it's just the reality of, uh, you know, our situation, the country that we moved to Hungary, Hungarian is one of usually somewhere in the top five hardest languages in the world is where most people list it. Some people list it like at third, just under like, um, like Mandarin Chinese and, and languages like that and Arabic. Um, but it, it's up there in the top five. It's really difficult. And so we have a long ways to go, but we've come a long ways too, which is really cool. And so it's allowed me to be able to get to where we're at today. So fast forward, um, after about two, maybe closer to three years of, of working on putting together our family tree, uh, lots of people in my family helped. My mom sent documents over the ocean. My, my dad's aunt and uncle, um, their names are Jim and Shirley did a lot of work on helping me put together family tree stuff and figuring out, you know, which ancestor would be the best line to trace through back to Hungary. Cause I, lots of ancestors on my dad's side, on his mom and his dad's side that we have lots of ancestors born in Hungary. You only need one. And so we had to figure out what's the best, most clean way, um, who has, you know, documents extant that we could go find, you know, other people, ancestors, we don't know anything about. So had a lot of help. Uh, there and 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 that started before we really before we moved to Hungary. So however long ago that was, I, you know, go, dating all the way back to like 2019 and 2020, um, starting to do this research. And then once we got to Hungary, I just kind of had it in my back pocket um, because it, the language I needed to tackle. And then, so January of 2021, I started learning the language every day. Here in Hungary, taking classes, group classes, private classes, uh, five days a week, um, and and I I think it was it was the spring of 2022. So I did about a year year and a half of study before um, using the help of an immigration law office uh, submitting the application, doing the interview. And all of that. And then it wasn't maybe just like um, a couple months later um, or, or was it sooner than that? It was really soon after turning in the application. That I got a phone call from the government. Actually, when I was in Albania visiting uh, our brothers in, in Albania, I got a call from the government doing a language check, you know, asking me questions and stuff. And it was a little nerve wracking because I wasn't in Hungarian mode because I was in Albania. So everything was English, but did good enough. And then uh, we came back to we went back to America to have our son Isaac in September of 2022. And it was in October that I got an email telling me to schedule an appointment with the government office at my earliest convenience. Now they didn't say I got it at that point. They just kind of alluded it to it may be being good news. Um, so it was, I guess it was all the way back in October that the decision would have been made. I just didn't know it at the time. Um, but then once we got back to Hungary in January of 2023, I contacted them, set up an appointment. They told us about the good news. And then uh, so that was in February. And then just on March 7th, we my whole family and some of our friends went down to the uh, 
government office building in Zuglo, which is the uh, the neighborhood that we live in in Budapest. And uh, we were down there and um, filled out some paperwork. There's maybe 15 other people there also um, becoming citizens. And then uh, they played the national anthem, which is called the Hymnus, and uh, a poem. And then the one of the vice mayor of uh, Zuglo. Um, came out and, and, and said some things and then they read our names and we, uh, well, we took it, we took the oath first, you know, like, uh, I kill Horvath swear to be a good and lawful citizen, that kind of a thing. And, uh, that was really neat. And then, uh, after that, they called our names we went up and received, uh, our, our document, official documents and, and all of that. And so, yeah, it, it's really cool. Um, that's the, the process has taken several years to do. And, um, a lot of feelings. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm recording this yesterday and, uh, at this point I'm only four hours, four or five hours away from removed from doing it. And so, um, not a ton of time to reflect, but I'm, I'm super, um, humbled to even have this opportunity, uh, to serve the Lord in this country across the world, but then also just honored to be able to have the opportunity to become a Hungarian citizen. Um, some, you know, the first in my family since our ancestors left the country a hundred years ago, seeking for a better life and for freedom, um, in America. And so I'm incredibly thankful to my family for their help. I'm thankful to my ancestors for coming to America and the freedoms, uh, that I've, uh, just gotten to be born with because of that. Um, I'm thankful for the government of Hungary that allows this, uh, this process of simplified naturalization so that those with Hungarian ancestry can uh, become citizens and, and learn the language and learn the culture of, of our family and our bloodline, which is, um, I'm just honored, uh, honestly, to, to be a part of. I'm excited. I'm, I'm proud, uh, not in a bad way, but just proud to, to be a Hungarian. Um, my, my son, who is almost five years old, and uh, both of my sons, of course, but, but Judah, who's almost five, he goes to Hungarian kindergarten. Uh, he, he, He's learning Hungarian in school with other kids. He's going to grow up being bilingual, speaking English, but not just not just another foreign language, but the language that his ancestors spoke, um, which is just really neat. And uh, so these, sorry, I don't have a script for this one. This is just what I'm thinking of uh, off the top of my head. Um, I'm excited to have the opportunity to live here permanently. Um, Isaac, uh, our other son, he was born after I had already applied. So we'll have to do some paperwork to get him his citizenship, but it won't be nearly as hard now. Brooke is not a citizen. There is a path for her to become a citizen in the future, you know, because she's married to me now. Um, or, well, she has been for 11 years, but <laughs> because I'm a citizen now, um, there is a path to that. But honestly, um, now it's just, it's, it's so much easier for her to apply every couple of years to, for her residence permits, just because we don't have to go through this, you know, missionary visa and all this stuff. It's just, Hey, I'm married to a citizen, just applying for my residence permit. And, um, so that's a really cool thing. So me and Judah and Isaac eventually will work on getting our Hungarian passports. So I'll have two passports. Um, again, just super honored, humbled, excited. Um, it's just it's just one thing um, that's a part of us living and ministering here in Hungary, but it's just going to make things a lot easier. To, uh, you know, we're working on planning our our church this year in Budapest, starting our church, being able to found 
something like a church and potentially even, you know, buy property or a building someday will be so much easier because I, I'm a citizen. Um, there, there's so many doors that are open now just because of this. And that's all truly just thanks to God for opening the doors for blessing us with these opportunities and allowing us to continue to step through them. And, uh, I'm just thankful today. Um, truly haven't, uh, had time to, um, to ruminate on all of this. Um, but, uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it again in the future. And, and even just, you know, some of the, uh, things that we have to learn with different government websites and, you know, because we're citizens now. So, you know, we have, we have duties as citizens and, you know, we need to learn all that and be good citizens, not just, uh, people who live here and take, you know, so I'm, I'm excited for that journey. And just excited to see what the Lord has in store for our family and for the ministry here uh, in the future as we as we look to start a Bible preaching and a disciple making church in Budapest. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for those of you who support and pray for us. Um, it means a lot. Please continue to do that because uh, if I'm sure of anything, it's that uh, the enemy doesn't like. Uh, any kind of ministry, of course, but certainly when we go over across the ocean to uh, to be on the front lines of the battlefield, he certainly doesn't like that. And I'm sure this isn't a, um, this accomplishment isn't something that he likes. And so, please just pray for uh, spiritual protection for our family and our in the ministry, and that um, that God would continue to put a hedge of protection around us and just uh, give us the opportunities and the open doors to minister to Hungarians and to share the gospel and to to plant a church and to make disciples. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can catch this podcast again next week, same time, same place, here on Ministry and Missions Unfiltered. See you.